Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Well, hello, and you join us here today to talk about buying your very first watch. If you're listening, it's probably because you're thinking about buying your first watch and you're wondering which you should get. This is they. Tom, what would you consider to be a luxury watch? That's a tough one, um, but I would consider luxury to be a certain amount of brand recognition, so watches that deem themselves as luxury watch brands. Also, a certain amount of glitziness. Right. Do you mean price? Yeah, I suppose, because Rolexes aren't terribly glitzy or glamorous, are they? But I would consider those a luxury item. So yeah, so for my for my picks for a best first luxury watch, I've I've gone for something around the one to two thousand pound mark. Something that you would aspire to, but that wouldn't take a lifetime to save up for. That that that's what I would consider to be the best first luxury watch. Yeah, I think that's fair. So if perhaps you've purchased something cheaper and you're looking to take a jump up into something that feels a little bit more aspirational, this list is going to be for you. And why don't we start off with a little something from Tudor. Now, Tudor is owned by Rolex, so you've got that lovely cachet. They've had vintage pieces. They are very well built. They they look tip top. Some of those prices can get up there a little bit now, but you can start off with something simple like the Black Bay 41. This very much looks like Rolex's Datejust collection here, but it's on a fabric strap which dresses it down a little bit so it doesn't feel too far. You get a Swiss mechanical movement based on an Etta or a Salita, I think. Um, but overall, it's just very nicely finished, very nicely appointed, and has that certain something that's hard to describe in a luxury watch. Tudor's definitely a good port of call, isn't it, when you're looking at your first luxury watch because they have great brand recognition and they've got some really great pieces, but the prices are still around the sort of price point that luxury watches used to be. Yeah. So this one's around two and a half thousand pounds, which isn't so much that it's like, oh, but it's not not enough. So you think, hmm, it's got that just, it's just there. It's just there. It takes a little bit, but it's not too far away. Yeah. And, and Tudor have got several models. You, you could spend a, a bit more and get a little bit more spec or you could spend a bit less. Yeah. And you, you can... Take the 41 millimeters and downsize it to 36 or even 32 if you want something a lot smaller. It really feels like it's a brand that is designed so you can get exactly what you want. So that, that money that you are spending on your first luxury watch really goes into the look and feel that you want. And in fact, I've spoken about this before about the future of the customization of watches and the way the Tissot website is built, you can really just pick and choose from dials and straps and case sizes to feel a bit like you are specking your watch rather than just picking from a catalog. And I've actually noticed that Rolex have started doing this too. So it's really the next phase of things and Tudor is at the forefront of that within the Rolex umbrella and that's for me what makes it a great choice to jump in at for your first luxury watch. Yeah that's fun yeah I like that. For my one I think another great entry-level watch brand that, that still has some sort of prestige and luxury attached to it is Tag Heuer. 
specifically this new Carrera date. This is just a really tidy little sports watch. It's 39mm, it's got the automatic calibre 5 inside and with the nice sunburst blue dial and the three-hander and date, I think it's just a just a great all-rounder watch. It, it, it's at the higher end of what I would consider to be a first-time purchase at £2,400 but still relatively attainable. So I, I think it's quite hard to argue with really. Yeah, I, I massively agree. Doesn't it? It looks like a first luxury watch. It's not too fancy, but it's not too obvious either. It's just like it's got the quality within a simple aesthetic. And I was thinking that another a way of pinpointing what a first luxury watch really is, it's probably the one you'll never sell. So you'll probably buy a few different watches below a thousand pounds and you might sell some here and there and then you might buy some luxury watches later on in your journey at a few thousand pounds and you might sell some of those but this is the one that you never sell this is the one i had this is the one i had first and this is that yeah exactly i think even if you were swimming in royal oaks and oil money i think you could still pop this on <laughs> and nip down the shops yeah and you'd put it on and you'd remember oh yeah this is this is where it all started my first luxury watch yeah it's a great little watch i actually really like it Tom, I'm coming at you with a pilot's watch because I'm flying high. You're a fruit, but I admire it. Pilot's watches are the essence of the readable timepiece. And this one is absolutely readable. It's an Oris Big Crown Pro Pilot Big Date. Everything is big and that's good. For a first luxury watch, you want to feel like you're getting good value for money. And that is really the, the essence of an Oris watch. Great brand, been around for ages, done all that good stuff, but still making watches that are affordable. This is £1,450. Um, we've got a base Salita in there again. I think this is three Etta slash Salitas in a row, and I think that's going to be a theme for these entry-level luxury watches. Um, but it also doesn't look like a another watch. That that knurling on the bezel, which is angular, kind of like a... I think it looks like a rope. Yeah, or like a circular saw. It's just got like... Like James Bond would fire it off at someone and they'd be like... Bleh. Sure. Um, but it's a it's a big old beastie as well, 41 millimetres. But it's a, again, it's a good chunk. You're going to enjoy some of those little details like the uh, the polished hands and the sunburst dial. I really like the raised numerals on the dial as well. They look really nice. Yeah, it's those little details that make you feel like you've got good value for money in a luxury watch. Those, those are little luxury details that you don't tend to see as much lower down the price point. Yeah, really cool. I like Oris. I like what they're doing. I'm confused about this one, though, because they've got the Pro Pilot range and the Big Crown range. And this is the Big Crown Pro Pilot. So, so we, what one does that fall under? Yes. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> I'm going to Mont Blanc. Oh, are you? Yes, which is French for White Mont. <laughs> this is the Mont Blanc Star Legacy Automatic Date, uh, 42 millimeters. Got the lovely blued hands. You've got that star-shaped logo again uh, on the end of the second hand. Uh, nice numerals, that lovely onion crown. Now, Mont Blanc, I would consider to be a luxury brand because they deal in luxury goods. Probably not considered first and foremost a watchmaker, but nonetheless can knock out a very, very desirable timepiece from time to time. They work with Minerva on those really high-end watches that are utterly beautiful, but still they have these entry-level pieces that are really nicely made. Really nicely made. Etta slash Salita again. 
as uh, that's four for four so far. <laughs> um, but nice that you can see it and enjoy it. Yeah, and so that's just shy of £2,000, £1,940 for that one. But um, a great start. I'd be impressed if I saw you wearing a Mont Blanc. I'd go, hey, sexy man. <laughs> yeah. Tom, I'm going to break the combo of Etta slash Salita movements with a quartz. Oh, because yes, I think your first luxury watch can have a quartz movement in it, and I'm 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 standing by that. Yeah. Because this is the Grand Seiko SBGP 013, and it is a lovely piece of watchmaking for two thousand three hundred and fifty pounds. Whoa! I know you're saying that's a lot of money for a quartz, but this is the Caliber Nine F85, which is made in the same places that Grand Seiko makes its mechanical and spring drive movements. It is basically built like the mechanical movements for an extended duration of really long life. Same quality, but it's quartz. You know, Tom, that they grow their own quartz at Seiko slash Grand Seiko. So every last little piece of this watch is in-house. Even the batteries are in-house. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? I think mechanical's romantic and, yeah, probably the way to go for your first luxury watch. But I think with this, as you described, the quartz is really, really considered and it's probably just as nice as something that's essentially off the rack like an Etta. Yeah. Yeah, you're not being shortchanged there at all. Yeah. Um, but it just looks so striking, doesn't it? I think a Grand Seiko as your first luxury timepiece would be really cool. If you're looking for a luxury timepiece where you want to spend time with a loop looking at the details, <laughs> it's just a lot, a lot of craftsmanship for the money. Lovely stuff. Let's talk about Longines because this is another no-brainer when you're considering your first luxury timepiece. It's £1,730, so this is part of the Elegant Collection. Very, very nice, understated vintage styling. It's got very, very nice Roman numerals, these very thin, elegant hands, and I love the way that the second hand has been separated and it's got its own subdial at six. You've got a date window, and you can see also see the movement again through the back. So the great thing about this movement as well is, yes, it's an Etta. Longines is owned by Swatch. They make Etta. Of course, it's going to have an Etta in it. But they've gone for something slightly different. This is based on the A31, which has a slower beat of 25,200. That means, one, you get to see the balance beating a little bit slower, which kind of is a little bit more elegant to look at. But two, it also means you get a 72-hour power reserve, which is really, really good for this price point. Yeah, it's really cool. I love the white matte dial. I mean, that could almost pass for ceramic, couldn't it? It's the kind of watch that looks a little bit like it could have been handed down through the generations. It's just been really well looked after. And Longines, they do a bunch of different watches, but they are masters at that kind of classical simplicity. And for a first luxury watch, like this, it's a really nice one to have. It could be your first and it could be your last quite easily. Tom, if you're looking for a luxury watch, though, that is the other side of classical, if it's a bit more in-your-face and angular, you can go for a Tissot PRX Powermatic AT. Now, this is actually going to save you a lot of money as well, because it's £565, which doesn't seem like luxury money. And I think, in a way, people don't see this as a luxury watch, but the quality of the manufacturer is absolutely up there. I wouldn't say that it is as good quality in the fit and finish as some of the other watches we've seen previously, especially not the Grand Seiko. But in terms of treading the fine line between 
impulse purchase and luxury watch it kind of wins the best of both it gives you a little bit of both and i think that's really cool it's swiss made it's got a blue waffle dial and a 70 style aesthetic i would say that that's a luxury watch in my eyes 565 pounds though is probably the cheapest on the list so that's pretty cool it is and it gets you closest to a luxury watch that is probably the most expensive alternative on the list the royal oak which is hugely desirable uh, and we've seen the popularity of this particular watch soaring as well. Very well deserved. What about this Christopher Ward C65 Aquitaine Bronze cost? <laughs> Bless you. So this is a watch from last year, I believe, 2022. And it's gorgeous, isn't it? I think that that combination of bronze and blue is an absolute winner. And you know me, I, I'm a bit of a sucker for a shiny rounded bezel. Mm -hmm. And this has got one. I love the, I want to say sword hands, but it looks more like something you would joust with. And also there's a trident in there. There's like this triple lethal weapon hand thing going on in there, which is really cool. Yeah, it's a bit like, choose your weapon. <laughs> uh, I'll take the second hand. But it just looks like, you know, there's that extra level of finishing that you get with a Christopher Ward, um, which you don't really necessarily seem to be paying much of a premium for which is amazing. And um, this is such a fine looking watch. I really, really like it. Hang on, I've just realised that this is £1,100. Yeah, for a first time luxury purchase, that's that's a good way to go. This is the thing we're discovering about Christopher Ward is that they surpass what you expect and more and are cheaper than you expect and more. All the other watches before, most of them have had the same movement as this and not even necessarily cost certified, which costs more. And here it is as one of the cheaper watches of the whole selection, inclusive of the bronze case, inclusive of that lovely sapphire bezel. It's all in there and not for very much money. It's like the, the first luxury watch for enthusiasts because they know that they're getting something extra that other people might not realise. And fair dues to Christopher Ward for doing it. Yeah, really cool. Tom, you love a Hamilton, don't you? You're a big fan of the khaki field. I am, yes. So if the khaki field, some people might consider it to be too rugged to be a luxury watch. So how about the Murph 38, which is the shrunk down version of the original Murph, which was featured in the movie Interstellar. But never mind all of that, because it is just a really, really nice watch. Uh, bright polished bezel, deep black dial, that kind of faux loom colour that some people don't like, but I actually really, really like. The cathedral hands. Again, it has that vibe of having a little something to it that makes it feel luxurious, but without being overly complicated, like we were talking about with the Tag Heuer. This is a really cool watch. 38 millimeters, which makes it a great size. The same movement as in the Tissot, so you get an 80 hour power reserve, although they call it the H10, all for the bargain price of 750 pounds. From practical to full-on luxury they cover everything so it's really nice to see that they have an option here for your first luxury watch and i do thoroughly recommend it we've got one more to go tom what are you pitching for our last first luxury watch well i think omega is a high tier brand when it comes to luxury watches and to be able to get one of those on your wrist with your first purchase would be amazing so why not give it a go with the Deville Prestige coaxial chronometer? This is 39.5mm steel watch on a leather strap with a nice blue sunburst dial and some applied Roman numeral markers, all for the modest 
Omega price of £3,000. Uh, now, the DeVille line in particular can get very, very costly. So this is a great entry-level piece for a little slice of the Omega action there uh, without having to go down the bioceramic route. <laughs> it is a lot of welly for the penny, <laughs> so says I. Um, the quality of the watch is great. The coaxial movement, you're getting so much high-level spec. And we've seen the Seamaster price creeping up. That was a three and a half something thousand pound watch. It's now a five and a something thousand pound watch. Yeah. This still at £3,000 seems really good. And it's not like it's tiny or some other catch or that it's powered by coal. You get everything. You really do. I don't know why this isn't a more popular watch. Yeah, it's weird. Often, often you find with the cheapest watch is always going to seem like the consolation watch. But I actually feel like this is just a good looking watch. There's not really much to complain about. The consolation watch would be the constellation prize which is the Omega Constellation. I'm lost. <laughs> Maybe this watch gets a bad rap because of its associations with a certain Dalmatian-hating woman. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the reason is, I think this is otherwise a fantastic-looking watch with a great spec at a price that is really very, very competitive. This is Tudor price for an Omega. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? I'm just scrolling through the straps and uh, seeing if you can get a Dalmatian one, but you can't. <laughs> Probably for the best. So there you go. Those are 10 first luxury watches that you could consider when you are on the hunt for your first luxury watch. What do you think about those choices? Put your suggestions down in the comments below. Please do like and subscribe while you're there. And thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.